If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump. We are the top fitness and health podcast. Right on the top. In the world. Now, in this episode, we answer fitness and health questions asked by listeners like you. And in the beginning of the episode, we talk about current events, scientific studies, and we have general fun conversation. Here's what went on in today's episode of Mind Pump. We started by talking about colossal poops. Oh, there was naturally. A man, there was a man that was all backed up and uh, lost uh, feeling in his legs, so we had fun talking about that. Yeah. Then I talked about massage guns and uh, how they may actually cause some problems. There was somebody that I talked to that had to uh, get treated for rhabdo. Yeah. Hey, bro, you're doing it wrong. Because they went crazy with it. Then Adam talked about how he uses his chili bat pad to give him better sleep. Now, what's a chili pad? Okay, so these are pads that go on top of your bed. They use water to mm. cool or warm up your bed. They make nice white sounds, so it helps you sleep. And you can adjust the temperature of your bed through your phone, you actually have two sides on some of these as well. So if you have a spouse yeah. that likes it warm. It will save your marriage. Oh, it's great. If you like yours cool, you can do that. And again, it's water cold, so there's no EMF. There's no electricity in the pad itself. Ladies and gentlemen, this thing is a game, is total game changer. They work exceptionally well to improve your sleep. And because you're an awesome person, you listen to Mind Pump, you get a massive discount. In fact, you can get up to 25% off some of their products. Here's what you do. Go to Chili Technology, that's C-H-I-L-I, technology.com forward slash mind pump. There's going to be a code right on the page for your exclusive mind pump discount. Then I talked about how oral health uh, is important for heart health, believe it or not. We talked about a company who's making protein from thin air. I know it sounds crazy, but it's sounds true. Sounds like magic. Justin brought up a new product called the Rubby. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> Wait for it. I talked about electronics and secondhand screen time. Believe it or not, they're calling something now secondhand screen time for children. We talked about Airbnb and their new surveillance products to prevent people from ruining homes that they rent. Um, and then I talked about magic mushrooms and how they may be used for marriage therapy. Ooh, far out, man. Then we got into the fitness questions. The first question was, what exercises should you include into your routine to flatten your midsection. So if you're interested in getting a flatter midsection, a better looking midsection, listen to that part of the episode. I want it to look like my earth. The next question, this person says, what are some of the best supplemental exercises for increasing my strength in the squat, the deadlift, the bench press, and the overhead press, otherwise known as the big four. So we talk about strategies to get yourself stronger at those very, very important exercises. The next question was, what are some ways to improve the mind-muscle connection? So you might hear us talk about that every once in a while. Basically, that means, are you able to feel the target muscle you're trying to work in the gym? Because that actually can greatly improve your success. So we talk about strategies in that part of the episode. And then the final question, this person says, look, I want to squat deeper, but I can't. I can't break parallel. What can I do? So we give them some advice on how they can get a deeper squat. Also, one day left. One day left. This is the final day uh -oh. for the 50% off MAPS Split Super Sale. So MAPS Split is the bodybuilding physique competitor, bikini competitor, body sculpting 
workout program. It is advanced. It's six days a week in the gym, but boy, does it get people results. The before and afters that people are sending us right now are pretty mind-blowing. Again, it's advanced, but it is expertly programmed workout program complete with workout videos, exercise blueprints. Essentially, we're instructing you throughout the whole workout. We're in your house. Again, it's 50% off, half off. Here's how you take advantage of this huge sale that ends in one day. Go to mapsplit.com. That's M-A-P-S-S-P-L-I-T.com and use the code SPLIT50. That's S-P-L-I-T-5-0, no space, for the discount. After watching the uh, the old clips of us, I'm really nervous about us even today. Because I, I think we... Cause, I, cause I, we're, we're, I thought I was pretty good back then. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't fuck with your self-confidence. That's the only thing we have, dude. <laughs> That's, all That's we what have. makes us special. That is all we have. Oh. That's what makes us special, dude. It's really yes. we've got we've got video of Cellucor. We've got the the BFR video <coughs> that, that you did with me, Sal, or I did with you, whatever. Mm. God, I look like a fucking statue. You're just not moving. <laughs> yeah, Katrina was making fun of me. I was like, hey, take it easy. Like, it's not like I'm. You don't. You know, and I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend all the bros out there that look like that. Okay, <laughs> I'm not actively doing that. Okay, you're I'm, just jacked. I'm just fucking so jacked that I'm I'm tight everywhere. Yeah, just Mu- tight. When you're yeah. when you're that jacked, the muscles just you can't throw a ball. They're or, flexed all the time. Or they're, wipe your ass. They're just that. They're just you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm flexed yeah. all the time. So you get some. You get people to do it for you. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I'm so jacked. What a different Here's perspective. Like, Help me. I'm watching it now. Is like now you're you know, loose. Like an old dad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going like, and I look at it and I go. Fuck! What a douche, dude. Can I say? You know, and I'm like, God damn. That's what everybody says when they probably. We got to be easy. Come on, we had no media experience yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> so still, I, th- I think I, we did okay. I didn't even want to watch that video. I, I watched like two seconds. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah no. You know, no, thank you. I just got interviewed. Actually, you uh, and Doug got more handsome. Yeah, I mean, your the, girl was well, fucked I mean, up. I didn't I'm even like realize lying. how fucked up your girl it wasn't was. Hard, until though, you, huh? I, mean, it, <laughs> I was like Captain Gangles. Yeah, I was, I was just like <laughs> rock, rocking the corn. Oh Jesus! You know what I mean? Justin's way more handsome, and I'm still, you know, slaying. Why? Why? <laughs> 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 I was like, I was like, I had like a Toyota Tercel, and I was still getting chicks. <laughs> Bro, this you isn't ni- hey, this isn't '99. I'm talking about oh, five years ago, guy. Are you tricking them or something? Yeah, sleight of hand. Hey, can you help me find? My kid, uh, yeah. No, you know what? So we had no me. Someone interviewed me this morning and asked asked about you know when we started. I said we had zero media experience. We were terrible. We just we knew how to communicate fitness really well because we'd been doing it for for decades. That's basically it. But when I looked at that video, I don't know, bro. I feel like Adam and I stepped into a, uh, a time accelerating <laughs> vortex. Yes, you did. Wow. It was almost like, uh, you know, uh, Indiana terrible. Jones, The Last Crusade. <laughs> when he touches the wrong one. He, he drinks the wrong cup and he's like, whoa. And he just gets really old and like, like perishes. Every 80s movie that has like a. Yeah. That has, has some has, clay morphing thing dude, where it turns I'm, into a skull. I swear, dude. It's like yeah. dog ears. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? I feel I like, watch I feel like it's guys. perfect for like a. Uh, like a, a divorce attorney commercial, or like a, or like a low testosterone. <laughs> need testosterone? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, need this, a divorce lawyer? Hey, this is what can happen oh, if you have good exercise, good nutrition, 
but you get divorced, you still, <laughs> you still get <laughs> still weathers up. you a bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, uh, dude. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Just, keep, just keep that body tight. You know I don't mean? care. That, that's dude. all that matters. Like, oh, I'm, I'm wiser. You know what, though? I tell Definitely. you what, uh, Doug, man. I so we bro. We, he's a vampire. We're yeah. gonna figure this out soon. Not only did he look ten, hand- fifteen years, we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, not the not, unaging eagle. Yeah, not only did he look <laughs> handsome uh, back then, but also the way he spoke. Like he did this intro for us at Orange Theory, which yeah. was hilarious. Our first uh, public live, speaking. Yeah, event the first live event. I think. Yeah. Was, so wait, you watched that video, and then you watched a bunch of other old videos. Yeah, but I couldn't watch them How all the way through. You? Like yeah. just the first five minutes. Wow. Like I was just. In fact, the the Orange Theory one I watched the longest because I was I was actually watching Doug. I wanted to see because as soon as we came out, I was like, oh god, turned it off right away. I was like, this is really bad. Yeah. You had your guitar out and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, hey guys, I'm let's listen like, to campfire. <laughs> Yeah, what a dork. We were a traveling show or some show. It was really bad. Yeah, that is bad. Really, really bad. Might as well be a band. Sal's like trying to get, we get up there, we we, we come out to like some, uh, the Bulls anthem, right? Uh, uh, for the- Whose idea was that? Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> yeah. We're all hyped and shit, you know, and then try high-fiving each other up there, like missing each other's like hands. like breakaway pants. Yeah. <laughs> you were. We're here. Yeah, was- you know what, though? <laughs> okay, here's the, the strength that we have. I'm going to call it out right now. Is that we think we're awesome? Yeah, that's gonna ruin. <laughs> and that. we don't give a fuck. If you look, if you because we think we're awesome, but if you keep looking back like that, we're gonna you're gonna realize yeah, that you're not awesome, and that'll ruin everything. That's right. what I mean. It ruins the mystique. Like, yeah, I got a nice. Well, I image stopped of watching. Us. I stopped watching. I but back to my point with Doug. <laughs> Doug present presented us really well. Yeah, Doug's. Yeah. Doug's I felt like he was. Uh, we looked nervous as fuck. Yeah. We are all over the place, but. Uh, Doug was D- Doug can work a room. He was. He was. He, he, he was calm. Crowd. He was calculated. Yeah. That's from the days when he used to DJ at the strip club. That's where he learned how to <laughs> yeah. talk. Oh, and Jasmine's yeah. up here next. Cinnamon coming out right here. Alexis coming up to the stage. Get your ones out. Cinnamon. Oh yeah. Just just ruined the name for everybody. Anyway, it's crazy. Hey, we got uh we we got new bathrooms. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just used it. Please don't fuck it up, Justin. Dude, hey, I I'm so like scared that. of that. Well, right now, so here's the deal. Mm. Doug and I go back and back there to use the bathroom. And Doug's like, wow, already somebody greased up the sides. Yeah. But apparently, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't my uh, tra- uh, tracks. It wasn't, it no. wasn't Justin because, Justin, you're, on the, you're eating carnivore right now. I am, yeah. So I'm like shitting little pellets. Yeah, I feel like a reindeer. Yeah, just sitting on there. It's really uh, emasculating. Now, does it stay? Okay, uh, let's talk about your poop for a second. Yeah, does it? It's in his story. My my pub, Justin. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, I should. Does it uh, really though? Does it? Does your poop, your stool, stay like that for the entire time you're eating, or is it just like during the transition? I yeah, I, I don't really remember, so I'll find out. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> you can't remember if you had you as as weird as you shit, you couldn't remember. <laughs> well, it wasn't it, it wasn't like the big greasy ones like normal. So yeah, it, <laughs> it must be like that. Well, there's no fiber. There's very little bulk. Yeah, it's no. very compact. Yeah. Now, is it a clean break? You, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like you got do you do you? Nah, yeah. There's no. Oh god, we don't even go that much. Not a detail. whole lot of. Uh, it's, it's important. I was asking. Yeah. yeah, you blame him. Well, there's no bulk, so I would imagine when you go to the bathroom, it's just it's a very little bit of meat that you didn't, and and I'm done. Really? Yeah. And it's less frequent too, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah, heard like twice. I've also heard that when people start carnivore, that they get initially they get uh, explosive diarrhea. Yeah, that's what happened I've to Rogan. That. Yeah, I've heard that too. But not you. You go no. straight. You go straight to Pebble. Me and meat. You know, we we got a good past, dude. 
you just reminded me of something. Doug, can you pull up that uh, picture? I want you guys to look at a picture. Of what? And I want you, well, you have to guess what oh, this is. It's okay. a, it's an MRI image. <coughs> okay. Okay. So right. he's going he's gonna to pull it up for us. This is a joke. No, 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 no. This is a real. This is where people need to watch our YouTube version of this podcast. Okay. So there, that, right? that right there is an MRI image. So I'll give you, I'll tell you the context just a little bit to give you an idea. What? That is the, that is their midsection. Looks like a baby. <laughs> like a weird baby, like a uh, seal or something. Yeah, okay, so you see that big dark mass yeah. in the middle of yeah. the whole. Okay, so scroll scroll down so they can read the title of this article. Uh, keep going. There it is. Man loses feeling in his legs and nearly dies <laughs> due to colossal poop. Whoa. That's a giant poop? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, my God. So apparently there was a man who had uh, something happen, an obstruction or something, and was constipated. We should read the article see how long he's constipated. How'd they constipated. get it out? That's, um, oh, how do they get that out? Yeah, I think they had to surgically uh, remove that one. No. Yeah. Oh, surgically remove they poop? Just, like break it up? You yeah, know, you can't shove just, things up there? You can't just vacuum that shit out? Um, I don't know. You, may, you know what? You Literally. might be right, though, Adam, because I don't think it's a good idea to cut into uh, poop because that could cause um, some serious problems, right? Right. But what does it say, Doug? Does it say what the deal was? Oh, here you go. I'm going to read a little bit. Doctors in Australia have intervened after a man became so constipated, his fecal matter gave him paralysis in one of his legs. Oh my! Now, God. How, how many days do you go of not pooping before this? Uh, well, so it's a 53-year-old man, yeah. and he took himself to the emergency room with abdominal Dang, you're pain. You're too old for that. After that's, 27 that's days of not shitting, no, <laughs> that had been building for three days. Swelling that's it? and nausea. I know that's weird. What? Three days? Yeah, that seems short. That seems, that seems very That's short. really short, because don't they tell you that's not even that big of a deal until it starts hitting about a week? They took out two liters of poop. Wow. What the hell is this guy eating? Two liters? That's not mm -hmm. that abnormal. That's the size yeah. of a bottle. Yeah. That's almost yeah. that. That's three liters right okay. there. Now, is this urban legend? Because I've actually heard that somebody had this kind of issue. It actually backed up so far that it went like back up to the throat. Yeah, no, to the mouth. <laughs> no, it so they can taste their poop. That's like that's a South Park episode. Is, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, but uh, like it, I, I heard that that really happened to somebody. Really? Yeah, that can't happen. Well, so I mean, okay, so this it, this can cause big problems, right? Like there was uh, one lady that I that I didn't know her, but I knew a lady that knew this person. Who used a waist trainer? So we've talked about this on the podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I've heard of this. And and waist trainers are terrible, right? They atrophy the muscles of the core. They don't. They're just terrible. Anyway, she had on a waist trainer to make her waist smaller, and it it caused uh, blockage in 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 her digestive system. Actually, caused some big problems. Man, wow! What did you bring up there, Doug? Yeah, teenage girl dies from heart attack after not going to the toilet for eight weeks. Wow! 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 Man. She had a phobia of toilets. It's dangerous. That's oh, she had a phobia of toilets? Mm -hmm. Poop uh, in, the, in the shower or something. So I don't know. She just kept it in. Actually, there was an article I just read. Did you guys know that? I think it was uh, one out of 30. So they did this huge survey. And one out of 30 people on the survey admitted to pooping in the shower. One out of 30? Why? Well, yes. I don't know. Was it, okay. Now, where was this study conducted? Yeah, what country? Because, uh, yeah, there's certain uh, cultures that that's acceptable. Where is it acceptable to poop in the shower, Justin? It is. No, Asia. it's not. It is. No, it's not. I, I swear. How do you know? Because I, I've, I've heard this on podcasts. I've heard people actually talk all about this. What? Like, this is a thing. But mainly in, like, Look it inland. Up, what, like, what, what countries approve shitting in the shower? Not like not like the real metropolitan parts. Really? Yeah. 
Why? That doesn't make any sense. Because it's like, I don't know, they just shit in a hole. It's like a hole. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen, I mean, if, you know, when you manage gyms, you see that sometimes. I mean, you pee, We've seen it. Yeah, the, the gyms. normal, right? Pee's different, though. I, I mean, I agree. I'm with you. It's all liquid. I would never shit in the shower. No, no. That's gross. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, like, come on. Anyway. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's not made for that. Didn't know that. Hey, uh, here's another cool message. We're going to move off the, the poop topic here. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should have lost, like, at least... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we were talking about uh, the massage guns and, you know, how people asking us what their effectiveness is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was talking to somebody who is uh, somebody DM me who is an ER doctor and said that they've actually had to treat somebody who used a massage gun so intensely that it gave them uh, rhabdo, rhabdomyolysis. No way. Ma- muscle damage. Mm-hmm. What? what? Yeah. So, how they, much do you have to use that to get that? Well, it can happen with massage too, right? You can get such. You ever seen those 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 body work specialists? I'll put in quote air, air quotes. Or they rake you, or whatever. and they just bruise their shit yeah. out of you, and yeah. it's supposed to be beneficial. No, dude, that's that's too expensive. That's just way too excessive. You're causing damage. But anyway, apparently, this person told me that somebody came in. They were feeling terrible, really, really sore. And it was from the massage gun that they had pounded their muscle so much, it was it was causing breakdown and damage, and they had to get treated for rhabdo. Leave it to CrossFit. Always going to take a simple tool like that and just fuck it up. Why are you always blaming CrossFit? <laughs> just saying they're they're notorious for that. Always blaming. Although Chris I would all. like to know what the person was doing exercise wise before, because I I would think that that could. That has something to do with it too. No, I th- um, uh, that's a good question. I should ask them. Yeah, uh, but they said that it was that when they wrote up the report or whatever, it was due to the massage gun. Because that's so weird to me that those, I mean, they're they're somewhat intense. But I mean, I've had a deep tissue massage that you could never use a gun to get that deep before. Where I mean, they're just driving that elbow into you, or you know that. That gun couldn't put that much pressure if you tried. Mm. I mean, you'd break mm. the damn gun. It's like Have you that. ever had a deep tissue massage to where you're just you're gripping the table? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I actually like I like that because what I happens? Had a lady walk on me. It was yeah, it was crazy. Really? That yeah. I don't like. You yeah. did a tie like one of those tie massage. I'm not my Katrina likes the tie massage. Yeah. She, her 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 favorite person to go to is a tie massage, and she's had me do it. That I don't like. I don't like it where it's so painful that the entire time I'm clenching. But I do like enough to where it, you know, when you first dig into like my IT or my hips at all, right? And I feel that piriformis, that initial like, but then afterwards you feel the release. Mm -hmm. Nothing makes me more relaxed than that. Like the initial like, oh, it's rough getting in there. It's just like on a foam roll, right? When you foam roll an area that's really bad, it hurts at first, but you know, you spend 10, 15 minutes on that area. I mean, it feels amazing after you do it. The release is, is incredible. Yeah, I used to have, um, I used to get really bad uh, tennis elbow from doing uh, jujitsu uh, from all the gripping. And I would have to warm up and stretch and ice. And, and after a while, it was like really a, it was a big pain in the ass. So I went to, uh, I had a body work specialist in my studio. And she's like, let me work on your forearms. She worked on my forearms. Just my forearms for an hour and a half. Oh, so, uh, so I, I sat Yikes. down, and the way she did it was I sat down in a chair and put my arms up on the massage bed, and she just did. She just crushed them. <laughs> the cra- but the crazy and I th- now while she was doing it, I was thinking to myself, "This is not. <laughs> this is not yeah, right. This hurts." Yeah, yeah, I was like, "I don't. I'm, I'm probably gonna feel worse, you know." But she she rented space in my studio, so it was saving. So I just yeah. let her do it. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah. I had no more tennis elbow. 
One session. I mean, totally gone. And a good therapist is like a good trainer. I mean, like they know how to apply. Yes, like you guys. You guys have the ability to, you know, and I I like to think I do too. When we're training a client, you can no matter if it's the first time even you you meeting them, you you pick up on signs, right? Mm -hmm. You can see the way they're moving, their face, the way they're breathing, like are they wincing, right? You know how much uh, how much intensity that you need to apply to have an effective workout. So if you're trying to be a hard ass, you're just like, I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's not a good idea. But a massage therapist should be able to do the same thing. They should be able to, you know rub your body and then look and feel how you're responding to it and know exactly how to, and that's when you, to me, that's when you know you've got a really good one is when they do that. When you feel incredible relief, but you're either one, not crippling sore from, from it, or two, you didn't feel anything at all. Cause there's, to me, that's the worst is like, I can't do like a sweetest massage where it's like so light where someone's like petting you for an hour. Yeah. That's like, it, that I'm almost, not into heavy petting either. <laughs> you, 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 do you, is there a part of your body that you don't like to get massaged? Yeah. I, really? My traps. You, my armpits. Wait, that's, hold on. Let's, we got to go back for, you don't like your traps? Mm-hmm. That's the most like often. So, well, it's yeah. not that I don't like my traps. So when I go in, I, I have like, like I obviously have got a massage therapist for a girl, right? So she's she's been rubbing me for fucking 10 years now. So I I have like, I go in and I have very specific instructions for a massage therapist. Like I, I want you to start here. I want, uh, this is where I like heavy pressure. Finish this is, here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the finishing zone. <laughs> Whatever, you guys are together. Yeah. Yeah, it's, for, <laughs> yeah, it's still professional. Uh, but the uh, the only time or the only place I ask for them to go lighter is on my traps. You're I, sensitive there. Yeah, I'm just sensitive there. Uh, everywhere else, I can I can I can handle really heavy really heavy pressure. That's weird. Yeah. I, that's the one. I love getting my traps destroyed. Oh, like my Katrina favorite. can't handle her legs. She's like she she can get you can go super hard and heavy on her upper body traps, and but if you touch her legs like that, she's so sensitive. Huh. Mm-hmm. And you said armpits. Were you serious about that? Yeah, I'm serious. That, that's happened to me before. Like it's, they started venturing inside. You know, like <laughs> inside what? <laughs> my arm, like oh, under my goodness. arm, and like like they started the chest and kind of kept going hey what did the sign on the outside say what are you doing yeah yeah i don't know what it said on the outside but i know that i didn't like that and so i was like oh no no actually that's the the one time i was like "Uh uh-uh you know i gave him the "Mm -mm -mm." now was it was it ticklish i mean it it i don't like it oh you just don't like it it? yeah it was like it was just uncomfortable i've ever had my armpit massage really when they go up into the pack up in the up there or my pack but then they kept their fingers kept venturing you know like a little further and then okay the other spot is uh the bottom of my foot because i had i had surgery and everything like on one foot i didn't know this yeah so i stepped on a nail when i was a kid oh yeah that's right and then uh it 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 healed up and then it got like uh this this crazy um bacteria in there that was like flesh eating and like it my whole leg was like you know infected and so i had to like drain it for 10 days or anyways it was like traumatic for me as a kid and i still have scars from where they had to drain it and everything and so every time they get close to that i'm like yeah it sends weird I, like, so katrina jolts. katrina uh, claims that she can tell everything that i need by starting on my feet. So she starts on my feet and based off of your feet, so that I forget what practice this is, but she can tell left side, right side, all my problems by just rubbing my feet really? for the first five minutes. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So so when you come and home- And I, I always tell her it's so black magic home, and it's bullshit. I was going to say, you come home from a night with the boys, she's like, let me rub your feet. Like, oh, no. Totally. totally. No, why? Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, yeah. Who are you talking to? Wait a minute. Yeah. Your pinky toe. Who's I, Karen? I hate my feet yeah. getting massaged. Can't do it. 
I will I will jump off the bed on like just instinctually because it's so ticklish. My yes. feet are so, oh yeah, they're so See, ticklish. Katrina would say it's because you have so many skeletons in your closet. Is that why? Yeah, because they're really ticklish. <laughs> Get out of here. That's good to know. Good to know. Sal's hiding because my feet are ticklish. Yeah, tell text her. No, say, dude. Hey, I don't like my feet rub. Uh, Adam says that there's. I'm gonna, like, ran, I'm gonna randomly text her that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that. hey, my feet. I don't like them get rubbed. What does that mean? What does that mean? She, <laughs> no, don't even say she, that you part. just get it back. Oh, that's all you can get back from her. Oh, no, that's wow. Not, that's a lot of work. That, that means something. No, that's <laughs> no. When I was a kid, I used to, you know what it is? My, I used to hate being barefoot and I never was barefoot. I think that fucked everything up now. Yeah, you know so what I mean? Super sensitive. Yeah, just stupid now. So when I was a kid, I didn't like to run to the grass barefoot. My daddy's getting so pissed off. Mm. He'd try and force me. <sighs> yeah, maybe that's why I'm traumatized. Yeah. 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 You know, talk about being comfortable. Trauma. I uh, I restarted up my uh, my chili pad, so I had to switch back uh, beds here because I've been transitioning back and forth. It's like one night I get to sleep in uh, my own bed, and then one night I'm back on the on the you know spare room. And I tell you what, it'd been a little while. It's probably been a couple weeks, I think, that I because it's I'm pretty consistent with using it, and I can feel now that you know it's always anything anything that I do consistently for a while after a while you kind of feel like you know oh is it making that big of a difference oh i don't know you just don't really think stop about using it. The stop using something you know and this goes this applies for almost everything right you stop doing it for a while and then reintroduce it back in i did the same thing with my my felix Grays the other day same both of these you know i i would love to be say that i'm 100 percent consistent all the time but the reality is that sometimes i can't find them or i put them somewhere else or whatever forget about it get lazy about it same thing goes with the chili pad. Like I just hadn't, it, we had been back and forth with the bedroom thing. We only have it on one bed. It wasn't like I'm going to undo the whole thing and switch it every fucking time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I hadn't used it. Use it the other night and I swear to God. And you're dude, cool. You're cold. You always put it. Cold. Yeah. I like it really. I like it really. So I like it really cold and then I like to be bundled up. I feel like that makes me, I sleep like a baby. It like does. That. My, my brother now has been using it for a while with his, uh, with his girlfriend and um, he, he, he like swears, but he's like the best salesperson of all time. I know this what you said last oh, time. Oh, it's, uh, he, he, he raves about it, but he does the same thing. He puts it on freezing cold. And he noticed the same thing that I did. Is he says he wakes up less stiff. Mm. So I'm I, I, I'm I'm gonna do some research in, into how temperature, body temperature, or the temperature that you sleep in affects inflammation. Because I notice the same thing. If I and now I don't put it as cold as you guys do. And uh, you guys put it like a you know, I, all the, I go all the way to the bottom. But sub zero. But but the way I like in mine is like you know when you're in bed and it's a little warm, a little too warm, and then you move your leg over to the cool side of the bed. Yeah. Or the cool side of the pillow. That's how it always feels. It do, it always feels like that. So I got something weird for you that I notice, and so I I have allergies, and when it gets really hot and and kind of like muggy in the house, I just have a hard time breathing. And when I'm really really cool, what I notice is it it helps my breathing. Probably because mm. it constricts the, the, I don't the know. vessels in the nose. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's just it, it's totally something that I notice, and I think that has a lot to do with how well I'm sleeping. Also, now maybe it's the AC mm. because it's recirculating and clearing the air. Is that? Oh. Do you think that's what it is, or I, is it just generally cold? Yeah, no, no, no. When when I use when I use the chili pad. Oh, and just that. Yeah, when oh, it's wow. really cold, like so the the house temperature stays about the same. Katrina has her; she won't let it right now with the baby and stuff like that. She now you're won't. losing all kinds of control. Can <laughs> <laughs> ask her to work out. Oh, oh man, you can't control the temperature. Shots fired. Get dude. permission. Oh wow. <laughs> hey, it happens all you're of us. You're gonna be listening to Anya in your workout soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never, never. Yeah, yeah. We'll see about that. Dude. Never say never, dude. Oh man. 
man. We'll see about that. Uh, you put me out of my misery, dude. If that happens. <laughs> <laughs> this guy don't even have a kid with her right now. He's got to do yeah. that. Wait till he's got a kid with her. Hey, uh, I like the music. Uh, yeah, it's I like it. Bro. It's yeah, great. She's convinced you. I know. Yeah. No, no I sleep, I've been sleeping with the window open because the same thing. I need it cold and all that, but like Courtney's been freezing her ass off, and so I should. I got to fire it back up again. That chili pad. That that's definitely one of those things where it's like you can isolate it so it's on my side, you know, and then she doesn't get affected by it. But I'm just like, dude, it, I get so much better sleep if it's that cold air. In the she room. does it warm and you do it cold on yeah. your side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that mean you guys don't like hug or anything when you no, go to sleep? No, hell no. Like she's got her space. <laughs> like we almost have like a wall between us. I mean, that's wow. just how it is. Oh, dude, I got to tell you guys. So um, I, I've talked about this. A, I talked about this a long time ago on the podcast that one of the risk factors, believe it or not, one of the risk, risk factors for heart disease is uh, poor dental and gum health. Mm. I've, I've told you guys this, right? Yeah. So the when people have bad gum health or whatever, bacteria travels through the bloodstream, through the gums, and goes to the heart and causes inflammation. And, and it's a strong connection. It's actually a big deal. Mm. So this one company came out with this, this toothpaste that will uh, color your your plaque, so you'll you'll use it, and it'll show you where the plaque is, oh, so that you can brush specifically what? Do where you, like, you need to. Black light and everything. Or no, it, it just, just shows, like, up. shows up. It just shows up right there. And they use it in a study, and they found that uh, people who used it uh, were, had had lower risk of heart disease. Because Interesting, it, because they were able to maintain better oral health. Um, and then I also talked about how in, in the past, oh, and, that's and it, cool. And I read another article on this that. Uh, things like food intolerances and whatnot might you might actually start those through bad oral health because you're eating food. Mm-hmm. If you have gums that bleed or whatever, you know how uh, like leaky gut syndrome could cause food intolerances because food particles. Oh wow! So getting into your bloodstream because you have sensitive gums. Right. So wow. then then you develop antibodies and now you have. Wow. Is there any is there anything around that? Like, is there any proof to that? They have any yeah. studies that they yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the heart disease one now we've known for a little while. So uh, like gum and tooth health is a, is a big deal for your heart. It might even be for the brain. Because of all the things that enter into your mouth. Now I've I've heard conflicting things though on this, like on even like flossing and because obviously we didn't evolve brushing our teeth twice a day, flossing every single day, you know, thousands of years ago. So well, our diets changed dramatically. Okay, so that's, that's it. so that's a good point with sugars and things like that. And Sugar so, and, and so grains. Yeah. Okay, a lot more grains. Well, that we, makes sense then. Um, okay. And so and now, why do sugars and grains? They they encourage the growth of certain bacteria. In the mouth. That's why sugar contributes to to. Yeah. to I've also cavities. heard, yeah, that a lot of people have been making moves to take out their fillings because of like some type of metal or things. Oh, you mean had. the mercury fillings? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's been around, dude. If you get if you have mercury fillings, they don't give you mercury fillings anymore. But if yeah. you have them from a while ago, and you want to get them removed, you have to go to like a special uh, dentist that can remove them because. Of if it of the aerosol that it can produce, or if it if it gets anywhere else, can cause big big problems. Mm. So it's like a big deal. If you have mercury fillings, and you go to the dentist, they they are there's special dentists that will remove. Was the that the fillings. only uh, metal silver looking substance? Because like I, I've seen other fillings that like it looked like they put some kind of metal in there. But uh, it wasn't mercury. Uh, gold. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Gold fronts Gold. or whatever. <laughs> Gold teeth. <laughs> anyway, so here's something crazy that may or may not impact. I'm going to pull up the article because uh, it's it was really fascinating to me. May or may not impact uh, the fitness space. I think it 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what it does. But their scientists were able to make protein out of thin air. What? Yeah, like manna. No, this is crazy. From the sky. So huh? it's not so possible. no, no, no. Check this out. So this company uses CO two, water, and electricity, and apparently it produces this high protein flour like ingredient that contains fifty percent protein, five to ten percent fat, and twenty to twenty five percent carbs. Apparently, it looks and tastes like wheat flour. It's really interesting. It's a carbon neutral. It's carbon neutral, so it's like wow. good for the environment. And it's this process that they, they. So what they do is they extract CO two from the air using carbon capture technology. Then they combine it with water, nutrients, and vitamins, and then they use renew- renewable solar energy, and it makes this. This, is this from the protein. ancient aliens episode? No, I, I remember them trying to theorize that the Ark of the Covenant was some kind of like crazy machine, and then you know, and that's what they're able to then use to, to spray the stuff up in the air and create mana and all this kind of stuff. Wow, There's always wacky that. ideas. I love that show, yeah. by the way. Yeah, but but, yeah, but that's anyway, crazy. How interesting is this, right? So it's really interesting. Yeah. So they're making literally this. this how expensive is the process? Do you know? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, but because it's, uh, it's like, it's only a hundred thousand dollars to make 50 grams of protein. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but it's carbon neutral. Everybody would be broke. You can't afford it, (laughs) but we're not going to make any, uh, you know, any carbon. No, I I found that very fascinating that that they can make this protein like substance from through that process, but it's like a flower. So theoretically you could add it. Now here's the thing with protein. What's the quality? Yeah. You know, is it good protein or is it, you know, like the quality going to be bad to where you have to consume a ton of it mm. just to get the same effects that you would get from something like, you know, like whey or whatever. I, I saw imagine. a pretty cool technology that uh, I don't know if it's on Kickstarter or they actually are in production yet, but the name pretty much sucks, but it's called like Rubby. So R-U-B-B-E-E, <laughs> I think. Um, but it's it's an attachment for your bike that's uh it's a motor it's like an electric motor for your bike that you could just attach to like underneath your seat on the pole and then this this wheel uh, goes on top of your wheel and then will power will power it once you start pedaling it turns it into an electric bike oh i'm getting so lazy i know right this is so <laughs> yeah. it's so funny i was just having this conversation with my son today on the on the way to school we're, we're talking and it's you know it's, it's warming up and everything i'm like dude we should we should get some bikes. Let's get some bikes uh, so we can ride around. He's like, yeah, let's get electric bikes. I'm like, you know, I'm, also, I'm pushing them out of the car. <laughs> I know, dude. What are we going to go cruise uh, around on electric bikes? Like, how lazy to be, Yeah, they have dude. those, like, electric skateboards now, too. It's like, and they got the one with the big, you've seen those with the huge wheel yeah. in the middle. And then, yeah, dude, people are getting lazy. That does look kind of cool. Dude, so. It's fun, though. So, I noticed a huge effect on my kids because this week, oh, there it is right there. That looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, this week, it's like because, a dustbuster. Because my that is my kind of cool though, yeah, actually, yeah. my kid got in trouble, so we took away electronics, <laughs> and he can't do homework in his room, so he has to hang out with all of us. And the first day, mm. there was you could see withdrawal. It's like prison. Yeah. yeah, but the first day you could see withdrawal. He, he kind of not unhappy, whatever. Wanted to go to bed early, probably just to get the day over with or whatever. But the past few days, so so two days in, we've all been hanging out, having good conversation. Different attitude, different mood, and it's man, it makes a big difference, dude. Don't you guys notice on yourself? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I, I always notice a big difference. Yesterday was a good example of this. Yesterday, I was it was a long day. I was I started my day really early, and I was uh, sucked into a bunch of business stuff uh, and carried into coming home. Two big things I noticed. 
uh, and Max now is already at that age where he recognizes he 100% uh, you, like picks up on if I'm looking at my phone, I can totally I can totally see yep. that I he notices that I'm not like engaged in him. It's super obvious. They actually call that secondhand screen time. Dude, I, I literally just read an article on this. Really? Hmm. Yes, and they're finding that kids are getting primed to use electronics by watching their parents be on the yep. electronics as babies. Wow. So Dude. when you're you're on it and your baby's with you, your kid's with you, it, they're being primed to look at these things. Their brains are getting wired, potentially wired. Dude, it's it was around them. So I, I think I before I mean before Max came, I, I talked about how important like the TV screen time for me and how I was going to really monitor that. And I, I I like I like to think that I did a I've done a really good job so far, uh, so so well that there's been a handful of times though where I haven't. Where like yesterday, I'm admitting that. Um, I just was working like crazy. I came in the door. I was still on my phone, still working. Uh, Katrina was trying to do the dishes. She asked if I would take him real quick. So with no hesitation, I just grabbed him, put him over in his jumper, and I was sitting in front of his jumper with him. And I had my phone. And I was still responding to an email. And you, I caught a moment where he was looking at me, trying to get my attention, and he was kind of fussing. And he's just oh, such a happy baby; yeah. he doesn't really fuss that much. And you could tell. And as soon as I said, I like caught myself, put it down off to the side, and reengaged with him. And he was like all happy and playful right away. And I was like, "Fuck!" And that's happened probably, yeah. I would say, four or five times since I've had him, where I've caught myself. In, in those moments, and every time I can tell that he can totally tell that I'm engaged with him or I'm not. You know like, what the challenge as a parent is? I'm going to be 100% honest. The challenge with the parent is it requires you to do more shit with your kids. It requires you to be up and more active because when you have electronics, the kids go on their electronics on their tablet or TV or whatever, and you get to relax. And, you know, I, I get that. We all need a little bit of relaxation time, and we're tired, and we're stressed out from work. Mm-hmm. But so that's the challenge. The challenge is, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. But you know what's better for my kid? So you have to constantly check yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. throw them outside and lock the door. Old school. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I do actually. But uh, I mean, I go out there and I'll play tetherball and I'll jump on the trampoline with them and you know climb or do some shit. But then uh, yeah, it's for me. It's really just trying to get them outside as much as I can. Uh, that does help a lot, but it's totally something I'm always conscious of. Like it, it does suck me back in. Like I get sucked into my phone and don't realize it. They'll bring it up. They'll point it out to me. And it's just it like, changed. ah, it's like it, it wrenches at my heart. Well, dude. I, I've just, I've, I've learned now to like, I have own rules. Now, of course there's exceptions where I break my own rule or, you know, Katrina hits me like that. And I'm also working longer than I expected. But typically, I'll I'll say okay. I normally leave here the studio somewhere between three and four o'clock to go home, and yeah, I'll stay later if I feel like I have more work that I have to I have to do on my phone. So mm-hmm. I'll, if I know I have stuff to get, I have to get done. Yeah, uh, I'll stay here. I'll keep working on my phone. Then when I when I head home, I'm done. I'm done with my phone. That's I, the best I go, way. To do I go it. home, and then I I allow myself the freedom to you know do stuff on Instagram or continue to work or whatever after we put him down after his bath at about 7.30 or so. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I've done and been able, and for the most part, I've been pretty successful. Every once in a while, there's an exception to the rule where I, I fuck up and I'm still working on And But I tell you, I notice right away. I've noticed a huge difference. The, 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 the crazy part is when yep. you see the difference in their in their behavior. Right. Like when they're on the TV or, or electronic for too long or computer, 
they're just not the same. They're not as engaging. They seem to be a little bit down or, irrita- or irritable, especially little kids. It's you take them definitely off. Definitely the irritation. Yeah, it's, yep. like, it's like ripping off a, a band aid, and they're, they they just turn into a little like monster. Oh, we, we again because this week again because my kid was you know basically grounded off these things, so he's just kind of moping around, doesn't know what to do. And then after a couple of days of that, we're all having great conversation. We're having fun. We played a card game last night called BS. You guys ever played BS before? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's some weird card game we just learned how to play yesterday. But we're playing card games. We're having a great time. The kids are going to bed on time and not fighting because they've been moving and active, so their bodies feel more ready to go to bed. It makes a big difference, but it takes uh, – the hard thing is it takes – just like anything, it's like nutrition. You want your kids to eat healthy – that means you have to eat you gotta deal too. with them. Yeah, if you want your kids to be active, usually it means you have to be active too. If you right. want them to not be on electronics, it means you have to also not be on electronics, which makes it uh, challenging because what you'd like to do is tell them to do something and then you get to do whatever you want, but it never works that way. You know, I remember I, I was talking, I think a few months back uh, about uh, Airbnb and that shooting that happened in there. Oh, right. So uh, this is a big thing that's going on right now with them. And I read another article this morning. That that they're trying to crack down and like monitor. So what's happening, which I think is obvious to all of us, uh, it's part of the reason why I think we were hesitant to even think about doing Airbnb stuff, is the likelihood of of big parties right being thrown in there, and that's a, a major problem that they're trying. Of course, the murder is what really started to you know, kick this into high gear, but this has been an ongoing problem for people that use you know, services like Airbnb is, you know, people renting the house and throwing massive parties. So they're offering this, like this, this, these three camera setup things and there's different price points and they're basically uh, party detectors and it measures uh, movement, humidity, and uh, sound. And what? Yeah. And I, I don't it know. Sound like, like in terms of how loud, yeah. but not capturing actual right. voices and, and stuff. And they, yeah, they don't record. So that's right. the big thing that everyone freaks out right away. Like, oh God, it's being monitored, recorded. It's like, no, none of this stuff is being recorded. They're all just sensors, just like a smoke alarm or whatever like that. And when the noise gets so loud, so consistently, alarm goes off. When the humidity does, when there's so much movement going on, it's, so it sets an alarm and then... T- sends a, a notification over to the owner or in this case so the humidity just body heat i don't know I, I was reading deeper on that like what the fuck does humidity People breathing what does humidity have to do with it but i guess if you get a bunch of bodies in a room it's going to change the humidity probably dramatically that's what it is yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. it's, if it's a, the, the amount of people as the as the amount of people go up then the humidity and the heat in the room goes up it's probably what well, it is. That's what I speculate. Uh, well, that's smart. You know, um, I've heard horror Makes stories, sense. dude. I've heard lots of horror stories from people where they'll have an Airbnb house, and it'll get trashed. Yeah, they'll, they'll it'll get just completely trashed, which is you know, it's sad. You know, it's not. It's you don't want to do that. It's crazy how people will do that, right? They'll rent or they'll pay for a service just to be assholes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, screw those guys. Ruins it for all yeah, of us. Yeah, stupid. Anyway, um, uh, psilocybin research is, of course, exploding, right? That magic mushroom research. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to you guys about the applications for PTSD and depression and how these people are going through, you know, one or two therapeutic uh, sessions. Completely cured. Cured. Yeah, they'll go in and they'll, go, they'll get therapy with a therapist while under the influence of psilocybin and then you know the six months later eight months later a year later still 
cured. No depression, no nothing. So it's fascinating. And it was just a matter of time before this next thing would happen. But now they're going to start looking into uh, psilocybin and other psychedelics like MDMA for marriage counseling. Which so, I they were already doing that. No, no, no. Marriage counseling is is how MDMA was originally used way back before it was made illegal. Way when it was first invented, the that was the idea. The idea was to use it for marriage counseling, um, and then of course it turned into a party drug, and they had to ban all that stuff. So now they're coming back and saying, "Hey, uh, this is probably going to be a good." And I couldn't. I, I think that's brilliant. I think that's totally brilliant because. Yeah. You know, when you're doing counseling with another person, the only way it's going to be effective is if you guys are open yeah. and empathetic. And and I can only imagine you probably have to completely change the the, the environment and consciousness of the person that accomplished that when they've been married for ten years. Oh yeah, and magic mushrooms will get you there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's for sure. So I that's I think uh, in my opinion, and I do, I do think there's a dark side here. I think if if you're going to use these substances, what from what I've seen with the studies. You have to do them in the right setting, and you have to do them with a professional therapist. Uh, doing them on your own could actually do the opposite. Uh, I actually read a story of a, of a young lady who read studies. Oh, it, this helps with PTSD. I'm going to take mushrooms. Did it with some friends. Severe trauma. It's, it gave her a very, very traumatic experience because she didn't have that guidance or whatever. So I think that's real important. But mm. uh, based off of what I'm seeing, I think we may be on the cusp of a, of a total uh, breakthrough with mental health treatments, mm -hmm. uh, addict addiction, depression, PTSD, um, and other forms of therapy. I think we may be in the beginnings of like a new revolution in our ability well, to cure. Well, it's very much needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, every like there's just so many reports of like, you know, mental illnesses out there in, in many different versions of it, you know, depression and, and anxiety and, uh, you know, like all these different types of like things that, that, that you just see it all over the place right now. Mm -hmm. It's in massive need of this. I wonder if we're going to see people ruin it though for us. You know, totally. I, uh, I, I feel like, well. yeah, gonna be abuse. yeah, I feel like what sucks is that. Uh, with the right application uh, and with the right mindset going into it, I think it can be incredible and life-changing for a percentage of the population. And then there'll be another percentage that will abuse it, will will rely on it, you know, mm -hmm. as as their source mm. and turn into a every weekend thing because they think they need it. Like, right. and then we'll have all this stuff that will come out to say how it's abused and the other all the bad shit that can come from it. I really hope that that doesn't happen. I really hope that it doesn't get shit on because there will be a percentage of people that will fuck it up. Well, it reminds me of that, uh, the pharmacist, like you watched it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just watched a, a few episodes and just seeing how like you get, you get one doctor and you get a facility like that. And then it just turns into this like huge operation. I of, wish you guys would both watch all of that. Oh dude. my Please God. Watch that it's so, so crazy to well, see. I've been watching babies. I don't have time. I have my time right now is a little bit limited, but I, I've been watching babies instead. I'll check that out next. Yeah. Watch pharmacist. Yeah, yeah. Pharmacist is crazy. Babies is fascinating. It's mind blowing. Yeah. 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 This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Britt Etheridge. What exercises should you include in your routine to get a flat, tight stomach? All right. 
flat tight midsection. It's a one of the most flat and tight. One of the most common uh, goals that people have um, when they work out. Number one, you got to get lean. This is the big one. Um, I've worked with lots of clients who that's their goal, and but their body fat percentage is, is too high. And regardless of how you train the muscles underneath uh, your 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 body fat, um, it's it's not going to work if you have too much body fat on your midsection. Especially men, men tend to store uh, body fat in the in the midsection, and so they'll work out their core and do all the right exercises, and which is great. You get stronger, better stability, but you still have the the belly. So yeah. number one, you've got to get le- lean. Number two, you know, strengthening all the muscles in the midsection are going to make your midsection feel tighter. Anytime you strengthen a muscle, it feels tighter it feels stronger you know you know what i'm talking about like you you poke somebody who doesn't lift weights in their arm and it feels a little flabby mm-hmm. touch somebody's arm who's who works out and you automatically feel that there's muscle there muscle's a dense tissue so there's no wrong exercises here um as long as you're doing them right anything from crunches to planks to reverse crunches and in in you know exercises for the obliques they're all going to be really really good now there are exercises that target specifically the muscles that draw in mm, the, the midsection. TVA. Yeah, the TVA, right? Um, and this one's a uh, this one's a big one for especially for women after they have uh, babies for the first time. I, I years ago, this was a long time ago. I had a trainer that worked for me, um, very fit uh, young lady, and then she got pregnant. It was her first baby. Then she had the baby. And she got lean pretty quickly because she was she was really into resistance training, great metabolism. But she she would complain. She's like, "Man, it's so crazy. I'm lean now, but I have this like pooch in my lower ab area." Be- even though she was lean, she's like, "It's not as flat as it used to be." And we had another trainer on board, and this is this was a long time ago. So uh, you know, back in those days, I think we didn't really understand training the TVA as much as we do now. But we did have a trainer on staff that was really educated, and she goes. Oh, are you doing any exercises to strengthen the transverse abdominis? This is a muscle that surrounds the midsection. If you want to flex it right now while you're listening to this podcast, just draw in your draw stomach. It in. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you're at the beach and you want to suck in your stomach. That's what that <laughs> muscle does. But when you're when you're pregnant, that muscle has to stretch and atrophy to allow room for the baby to grow. So when you're done, you have the baby, you work out your abs, you work out your obliques. But if you don't target the TVA... Um, it may not ever get as tight as it was before where it holds in your organs, essentially. So like uh, the drawn-in maneuver, cat-cow, or like uh, the vacuum pose, vacuum like things pose. like that would be, be great. Even uh, you know, in, in our prime program where you're up against the wall and you're doing that check where we're trying to then you know, get, your, get all points of contact to touch the wall, a lot of times you're going to notice right away uh, you know, with with where your discrepancies lie, and like how to then draw in a little more effectively and, and get rid of the rib flare and everything else uh, by getting access to the TVA. Yep. And the the other thing is be patient. Uh, the the stomach area for most of us is one of the the last places for it to come off. That's I true. Think. I think uh, we're we're always looking for like the the quick answer or the quick exercise that's going to make my stomach look a certain way. And the the truth is that both men and women uh, store body fat in the stomach area, and, and it takes a long time 
to get a six pack. I mean, uh, I mean, you gave that stat, Sal, that was mind blowing not that long ago. That there's more millionaires than there are six packs in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. Okay, it's pretty fucking hard to make a million dollars. It's even harder to get a six pack. So, and and a lot of the reason why it's hard, it's not because. Uh, it's it's so difficult that most people can't do it. It's just the consistency it takes to get to that. Just like the consistency it probably takes to become a millionaire is working towards that. You, it's not something that you do overnight. You just got to keep plugging away at it and you'll see incremental change. And I think uh, you got to where you got to be careful. Where uh, I, I think I have to constantly coach to when I'm speaking to somebody that's uh, chasing this goal is the 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 day to day fluctuations. Uh, and this is normally what gives mm-hmm. people the they get discouraged or they give up or they they make crazy dramatic changes when they didn't need to, mm-hmm. and you know really easily. Uh, and and we've all felt this, right? We've all woke up in the morning and been like, oh wow, my I've, my stomach looks so much flatter than what it looked like yesterday in the middle of the day or whatever. You know, the, uh, when you uh, eat carbohydrates, you drink water. Uh, you eat something that could be potentially inflammatory. All these things could cause like this this bloat in your stomach and make you feel like you're quote unquote fatter. Mm. Uh, when you're not necessarily fatter, it's just your body uh, reacting to those things that I just said. And so it gives that illusion. And then you either, one, you give up and think you're failing at your attempt to get a flatter stomach, or two, you do something extreme to try and fix it. You know, you can't let that get in your head. You just got to stay consistent with the process of dieting and staying consistent for a long period of time, and it'll eventually get there. Yeah, that was the point I was going to bring up, too. It's a lot of times, like, you know, that, that gut, that internal inflammation. Uh, you know, from being intolerant to certain types of foods, it hasn't been addressed. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you're going to carry that with you and it's going to be pushing on your stomach. Meanwhile, you're trying to gain that flat stomach by doing all these exercises, by, you know, really trying to target the area and everything. But it's like you're spinning your wheels. I actually measured it. I've actually measured it in some clients. Uh, I've worked with uh, clients that I would also have them work with uh, somebody who's a food intolerant you know, specialist or somebody who works with the gut. And we've actually measured it where we would take a waist measurement. They didn't get leaner. They didn't lose any weight, but they would lose an inch or two inches off their waist because they were able to change their diet to where they were eating foods that were easier for them to digest Mm -hmm. or they solved a, you know, bacterial overgrowth issue like SIBO or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden my stomach is flat and I couldn't get anywhere near this point with exercise uh, and workouts and stuff because it all I had to do with bloat and with inflammation. Yeah. Now back to the TVA. The other thing you can do is activate the TVA muscle while you do your other core exercises. So when you're doing like a crunch, your uh, your instinctually you'll push your abs out a little bit because the abs will pull and they'll try to shorten the distance between your pelvis and your rib cage. And what you'll notice when you do a crunch is your abs come up a little bit. You'll see them kind of come up a little higher. Try sucking them down while you do your crunch. And what you're basically doing is you're activating the TVA while you're doing your ab or core exercises. So you get the dual benefit of working your core, but also activating and strengthening the muscles that keep the waist tight and small. And also, you know, an excessive lower back arch and like really addressing postural issues too will help to give you that like flatter stomach look just by addressing your hips and like where their position is. And the cue for both what you just both ended on right now is, and I love to teach this. I believe we have a YouTube video where we get into this. 
Um, you know, if you're laying on the ground, you're getting ready to do a crunch before you just sit up and do a crunch, actually think to press the low back flat first, that mm -hmm. will create that draw in that Sal's talking about activate the TVA, uh, and then do the crunch. So you're in a crunch position, you're about ready to do your crunch or full sit up before you do it, press the low back flat down. You'll feel your core activate to, to hold it, hold it flat and down, keep that tense and then sit up. Uh, this will make a big difference. Next question is from JM55987. Is it a robot or what? <laughs> JM55987. Long time, long time listener. What are some of the best supplemental exercises for increasing the big four lifts? <clears throat> okay, so the big four lifts are squats, bench press, overhead press, and deadlift. And the reason why they're called the big four is because those four exercises, in terms of just bang for your buck results, are the best muscle, strength, stability, functional performance, all that stuff. They're just some of the best exercises, so you should be doing them and you should be getting good at them. And so a lot of people are interested in getting stronger and better at those four lifts because they're just so effective. Now, I'm going to start with the squat, and then I think we can go around with all the different exercises. But for me, one of the single best exercises I ever did that gave me positive effects on my barbell squats were box squats. Weighted box squats, I remember the first time I did them, I think it added something like 30 pounds to my barbell squat. So a barbell, a box squat basically is like a barbell squat, but you have a bench or a box behind you and you slowly lower, sit down on the box. Don't totally sit back and relax, but you do sit on it, keep everything tight, pause for a second or two, and then stand back up. That made a huge uh, difference uh, oh, I'm on my squat. I'm glad you went this direction because I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, nothing made a bigger difference for me than a Bulgarian split squat. Oh, you stole mine. A Bulgarian split squat, uh, man, I watched not only my strength go up, but then also my stability at the bottom of the squat. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a game changer for me. And I and honestly, I avoided it for a really long time because Bulgarian split squats were hard for me. <laughs> they were hard. I, I didn't, it's an ego crusher, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was. I was embarrassed because I remember doing them inside of a public gym and having a chick right next to me using, yeah. using heavier dumbbells. Court dump. needs to destroy me on those. Yes. Yeah. I, I was so weak in that area. And shame on me, right? I should know better. It's what we talk about on the show. And uh, that. so I decided, okay, I'm going to really put some energy and effort towards getting good at my Bulgarian split squat. And holy shit, man, not only did I see massive straight gains in that, when I got up to the point where I was holding on to 80-pound dumbbells and doing that, boy, did I see huge strength and stability carries over carryovers into my squat. Yeah, uh, and I was going to say that too, so now I'm trying to rack my brain anything else. Like, oh, you don't have to change, bro. That's, I think those two are what yeah, we Yeah, I mean, uh, that was the, the the most powerful one in terms of like an, an accessory exercise besides if I go the mobility route. So, uh, I mean, for me, it was really like working on my foot strength and my ankles. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I was thinking like a toe squat or something like that was really helpful for now, me. Now, for deadlifts, uh, one of the things that got me – stronger like measurably with my deadlifts I'll, I'll give you two because one of them is actually one of the exercises that we're talking about when my squat would go up my deadlift would go up so squats actually contribute to a better deadlift quite a bit but because that's one of the exercises in the big four um, I'll give you something else that I used to do uh, the first time I used bands or chains with my deadlifts I noticed huge gains and the weights that I could deadlift with. And the first time I used it was, was later in life. This was not something that was popular 
uh, when I first started working out. Nobody did that except for elite uh, power lifters, Olympic lifters. And so the first time I did it, I attached bands to the barbell, anchored them uh, with something on the floor, uh, either the cage or something else, did my deadlifts. Of course, bands increase resistance as they stretch out. So the weight is heavier where I'm stronger, lighter where I'm weaker. And I mean, it was like overnight, like I did that. And the next time I deadlifted, broke through a plateau. Yeah, I had a similar experience, but with like a deficit deadlift. So I just oh, like right. stacked, uh, just started with just like a plate. So not very high, just maybe an inch or two. And then kind of worked my way up to like a small box. Uh, but really, like my sticking point was, you know, like very much from from the get go. And so like that really helped me to get even further, you know, down and deep and really grind my way up and gain access to that strength there at the bottom. So we, we just recently did an episode where we answered a question related to uh, this exercise and said that we don't think it belongs in the, you know, top four or five exercises as far as the overall functional or best movements. But here's a place where I I think it has tremendous value, and that's the hip thrust. Mm. Uh, I agree. I, th- I think getting really good at a hip thrust and really strong at a hip thrust, you'll see some uh, tremendous carryover, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially into the deadlift. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times where that's where people struggle uh, with increasing their deadlift is to get the glutes activated for me, which is the biggest, strongest part of of your lower body. So getting it to fire properly right out the gate is uh, will help you rip that bar up off the ground. Um, so there, here's a place where I see tremendous value uh, in the hip thrust. Yeah. Now for bench press, um, for a long time. Now bench press when I was growing up, it's not like this any. It's not as much like this anymore. But gosh, for the, for the first 15 years of my lifting career, bench press was the measure of strength. It was like, you know, the question guys would ask each other when they found out they worked out was how much do you bench? bench? And because you're a guy and you want to, you know, be strong and you want to be cool. And so you're just like, I want to get a better bench. It became the most important exercise. I was obsessed with it. Oh yeah. It's the most important exercise. So I got super obsessed with the bench press, with the barbell bench press, which meant I neglected dumbbell uh, chest press, Mm. neglected them for a long time because who cares? Nobody asked you how much you could dumbbell chest press. Nobody cares. Then, you know, one day I, I, I decided I was just going to get good at dumbbell chest presses. I don't remember why. I, I think I watched a movie where somebody was using a dumbbell chest press and they looked really developed. So I said, I'm just going to do that for a while. Went back to the barbell and I was stronger. I had a huge carryover and it's a very similar movement, but because it's dumbbells, the range of motion is a little different. The stability is a little different. Huge carryover to the bench press. So if you want more of a bench Get good at your dumbbell chest yeah. press. I would actually say for me it was dips and really like um, deep dips. So if I if I could get down to where I could uh, get a little bit past like you know ninety degrees like neutral sort of range there and really open it up. So uh, I got my chest to to stretch at its its fullest and then you know I would even stop at the bottom for a couple seconds and then you know try to regain access and then you know dig my way out of that. Uh, you know, that, that really helped with, with, you know, like lifting heavy weights and, and, and getting that lockout stronger for sure. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of what Sal said. I, uh, dumbbells, for, I used to go back and forth. Like I'd run, uh, you know, a block, a training block of four or six weeks of all barbell stuff for a while. And then I'd switch to dumbbell. And I always, I saw great results kind of doing that all the time. Uh, the one thing I'll add to that was, uh, incline dumbbell press, did did a lot for my flat bench yeah. press, uh, and I think a lot of that is just because uh, I'm 
probably like a lot of people who neglect incline press because we're not good at it. Uh, and you know, when you look at all the research around building and developing your chest, flat bench, you know, wins. Uh, it, when you look at it, so you go, why waste my time doing so much incline bench when I get the biggest bang for my buck by doing flat bench? But the reality of it is the the novelty piece, right? I'm and I'm I'm neglecting that that upper portion of my chest. So when I decided to start really focusing on incline presses in general, both barbell and dumbbell. Uh, the carryover that it had to the development of my chest, the strength of my chest was tremendous. So, you know, and piggybacking off what Sal said with the dumbbells, uh, yeah, I would say that, and then it make sure you include a lot of uh, incline press in there. Mm. A good goal, like a, a goal that I gave myself that when I really noticed the difference was, can I catch my incline press up to my flat bench and when i was getting up to those numbers and rivaling what i was doing on flat bench was when i was feeling really strong now the last exercise is the overhead press and for me for the overhead press uh something that i noticed and this was later on this was relatively recently i'd say over the last maybe five or six years overhead heavy overhead carries yeah mm-hmm. Just carrying, you know, doing a like almost like a farmer's walk, but I'm not holding dumbbells at my sides or kettlebells at my sides. I'm holding them straight up above my head, keeping everything straight, tense, and strong, and then walking for 30 yards or 40 yards. Wow, what a difference that that gave me on my overhead press. That lockout, that power that I could generate, and the stability that I got from that was uh, was crazy. Yeah, I think for me, um, and I've been a big advocate of rotational strength, and the reason being is. I mean, I, I hit points where I was bench pressing, overhead pressing to to where I was like getting good numbers, but then I would always hit this wall, and then I would it, w- it would start to decline, and I would either like get some kind of twinge, get some kind of like you know minor injury, uh, and then try and ramp myself back up again. But I was doing no rotational work at all, and once I started to just even do mobility drills with rotation, but then start to load that, and so I found ways to do that with a mace bell or with Indian clubs or even, uh, you, you know, doing rotational work, you know, with cables or, uh, you know, the landmine or things like that have made a massive impact on the stability of my shoulder, which then, you know, totally translated to me pressing weight over my head. It just felt more secure and like I had it. Z-press. Z-press, it was uh, a game changer. You for, haven't said Z-press in a while. It's, it has been a while. It's, it's like, <laughs> we had a ticker going around. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was, you know, you know That's why? A great one. Yeah, you talk awesome. about uh, moments in our career, and uh, like you, Sal, this was later for me. Uh, I, I have only been this doing- This is like the last five years, right? Yeah, yeah. I've only been doing the Z-press for about five years. And, you know, what? And, and to me, like to, 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 for me to add something into my routine or my repertoire of exercises that makes a, a significant impact enough that I can feel or notice a difference, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. For as long as we've been lifting, oh, yeah. that's a big deal. And Z press was one of those things. And it's kind of similar because of what you, the thing that you notice with the overhead carries. I think that's just the, 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 the requirement of strength and stability that you need in order to do that. Very similar to the Z press, like when you, I can't cheat it through the legs at all or even the low back because I'll tip over. And so it really forces me, one, to take the shoulder through full range of motion by dropping it all the way down to my chest and then fully locking out and then being able to stabilize at the top or else I'll tip over. So building up my strength on the Z press really carried over into 
uh, my overhead press where I have a little bit more leverage. I can use a little more English. So getting good at the Z press uh, made a tremendous difference on my overhead press. Next question is from Just Walk Around It. What are some ways to improve the mind-muscle connection? Oh, number one, focus on the squeeze. The squeeze part of a lift is Mm. where you're going to, you're you're most likely to connect and feel a muscle. If there's a muscle that you have that you feel like you can't really connect to or feel, pick an exercise that allows you to have resistance in the squeeze portion, the shortened portion of the rep. Mm. Do that exercise and hold the squeeze for like one, two, three seconds. It's that peak contraction part of the rep where you're going to start to feel and be able to connect to the muscle. The other part is to slow down. Mm -hmm. Slow your reps way down. Go real slow, get to the squeeze, hold it, squeeze it for two or three seconds, then get back into the rep, and then go back through it, squeeze it, hold it for a couple seconds, and repeat. Totally agree. Like I... I was immediately thinking of isometrics and in, in ways of like holding it within the rep where I feel like I didn't have as much access. Like, so I know there, there are certain movements that, uh, you know, if you pay attention enough and you know your body enough, you're going to find that like, wow, I don't, I don't really feel my muscle in this part of, of the range of motion. And, you know, to, to really stop right there and, and to then do what Sal's saying. And like, I'm, I want to actively squeeze into that and, and really like, you know, gain that access through that makes it makes a massive difference also like single joint exercises this is where i i would definitely kind of you know steer somebody more to then kind of slow down like with the compound lifts for a bit kind of concentrate on you know a joint by joint uh you you know type of a, a, a you know exercise so that way i can can then really concentrate on each muscle doug can you can you make a note for this for a uh, youtube for me to do a video on this this actually just reminded me of something that, that would be a great youtube well you know i just the great question because it got us discussing something that i haven't thought about in a long time and this was uh, a cue that i used to consistently try and get clients what, one of the things i i started to figure out with clients they they would really struggle with the eccentric portion of the exercise, the negative of an exercise, uh, it wasn't that hard to get someone to understand when you do a bicep curl to fill it in your bicep. Like a couple times of doing that, they would get that. But the 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 natural tendencies of the body when you go to a negative is to just let gravity take care of it and relax. And you know, one the eccentric portion of the exercise is one one of the most important. All of the portions are important, but it's one of the most neglected. And it also focusing on that portion does incredible things for working on the mind muscle connection. So when I would do an exercise with somebody, I would I would be talking to them on the concentric portion. So why they're flexing the muscle, like Sal saying, focus on the squeeze. And then not only that is after I tell them to squeeze, I would tell them, resist the way down, resist the way down. Think about that muscle that I just had you squeeze. Think about that muscle I just had you squeeze. Resist the way down with that muscle and keeping them focused on resisting with that a muscle because it's really easy for them to relax that one and go to the antagonist muscle to let it do the deceleration of the exercise. So that was something that uh, I remember having to cue a lot. And once a client, that light, and you could see it when that light bulb goes off, uh, when they, another example, a real, and I, this is probably what I would use is like the tricep pushdown. Uh, people would do a tricep pushdown and uh, they would feel, of course, they flexed and they feel it in their tricep. And then when they let the cable come up, 
a lot of times what's resisting that on the way up is the bicep. You know, they let the bicep kind of slow it back down and getting them to understand to flex the tricep, keep it flexed, and then resist it with the tricep on the way back. Boy, getting that getting that down will really help that well, mind you, muscle if you connection. Can, if you can feel if you can feel a muscle uh, on the negative, then you've connected. Yes, because that's the yeah. harder part to connect. Yeah, right. Sure. All right. Next question is from Tad Mills. What advice would you give to someone who wants to squat deeper but can't break parallel? I just did a YouTube video. On Tad. That. Tad. Yeah. No. It's what's the it's the latest YouTube video right now. It's just uh it just while this drops in a day or whatever. So it was yesterday's. So it's live right now. Go watch it. I mean, it, I, I discuss uh, the three main things, uh, mobility uh, movements that uh, I had to do to get to that point because right. I was at a point where I couldn't even break parallel. Uh, and then how I prime now that I've done all the work to get in that What position. do you think is the most general offender? I mean, would you say ankles would be a first start these days? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, either ankle or hip. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be one of those two. Yeah, I would say that. You know, it, it, to be honest though, I, all three I think are just are. Mm, yeah. It's rare. That's just being. Let's general. put it this way: it's rare that I don't see a problem in all three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people, especially today, lack the thoracic mobility because of the forward shoulder, and we're on phones and shit like that. So very few people have good uh, uh, thoracic mobility. And then uh, very we're in we're seated we're sitting at ninety degrees on chairs and couches and toilets and cars all the time. So mm -hmm. how often are we ever really deep? So hips are almost always there. And then again, when when do we ever do something where we allow the knee to travel uh, beyond the toes? Never. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think all three are offenders. It's really how bad are you in each one? It's, I don't think I've I, I've yet to meet somebody. Uh, that's you know older than fucking twenty five years old. That they're they don't have they don't have an, a mobility issue in hip, ankle, and thoracic. It's just about how bad it it really is. Yeah, one mm -hmm. one thing I used to do that was uh, just kind of an easy practice. I, I can even tell you on the podcast, and you'll get the idea. So you don't necessarily have to see what's going on. Is I would take a box that was lower than the person can comfortably normally squat when they're doing squats. So. Let's say they can only go to 90 degrees. I would take a box that would have them go, you know, four inches below that. I would put that behind them. Then I would have them without any weight, slowly and controlled, just totally controlled their, their descent until they slowly sit down on the box. Then they'd stand up however they would. So all we would do is we would focus on the negative. So I would initially get them to do the negative so where they would get lower than they normally could. Mm -hmm. Then they'd stand up however they normally normally stand up, and then we would repeat it. And what it would do is it was really effective. Um, it was really effective because it would teach people to, to be able to connect and control that descent process. Then from there, once I, they got good at that, because what ends up happening is they would go down to 90, and then that extra four inches they'd want to fall yeah. back down. So the focus was slow down, control it, slow down. But because the box is there to catch them, they would allow them to, uh, and then they'd sit down, and then they'd repeat it again. I would do the same thing. I'd also use it as like a, a stepladder approach where I would have like I'd stack plates to where you know they could comfortably get remove one, yeah, you know, slowly kind of work their way down. We'd work over this over the course of a few weeks to where we could get down to like some real depth that they felt like they could own. And then also my older clients, I would end up using a, a tool like a TRX or something like that where 
it was actually nice because they could have they felt secure because they could hold on to something uh but then you know at that point where they normally felt like they would fall over uh they could gain that depth but then i would really try to just cue them to now like really squeeze and, and feel feel that in your legs to help drive you know off of your heels and get yourself back up yeah now take your time Take your time with this because uh, what happens is some people gain new range of motion because they practice and then they're excited and they push themselves a little bit and then this is where they, they hurt themselves. It's very common to hurt yourself when you train in a new range of motion even though you feel like you're strong. So the 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 idea is to be very, very, very precautious, better safe than sorry kind of approach. So when you're squatting to new depths or you're testing yourself, go way easier than you think. Like way easier. Like uh, you think you want to basically think to yourself, like I could go harder than that. Okay, well then stop right there, because the risk of injury is really high when you're testing uh, new ranges of motion. And with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download all of our guides and resources and books. They're all totally free. You can also find the three of us on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.